let's get ready for some serious shift. This is a podcast, Shifting Inside Out, hosted by your quantum shifter, Angie McCourt. We are diving into ways to empower and enable a quantum shift. Inspiring topics, hacks, and guest speakers take us on a journey around authenticity, challenging status quo, personal power, and living a purpose-filled life. episode, I talk with Mike Perez about influencing skills, all things career, and running with the bulls, which is pretty cool. So what he shares with us is basically like really the foundational gifts around influencing and how impactful it is to build trusting partnerships, relationships, and have this transparency as well as, you know, very authentic and genuine connection. And what's really interesting as we go through this journey on this episode is Mike shares a lot of really amazing perspectives on how this leadership evolution, as well as being able to build strong, powerful teams that have an underlying agility that are able to navigate these times. And also just from a sense of perspective with no emotion in some cases, being able to really show up in a way that's grounded um, and also being willing to be wrong. And so we hit on all of this in this episode, which is really incredible. So I hope you enjoy this. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode as you listen. You can find me on LinkedIn at Angie Belts McCourt, on Instagram at Angie underscore McCourt or Twitter at McCourt Angie. Mike, welcome to Shifting Inside Out. I am so grateful to have you on this episode. I've been waiting a long time to share you with our listeners. To get started, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? First, I am so grateful to be here as well, Angie. Um, So, Mike Perez, uh, I am a father of twin 10-year-old girls, uh, husband to an amazing wife, my best friend, in my spare time, I work at uh, Cisco, where I'm a director, and I've been there for 20-plus uh, years. I uh, take all three of those roles seriously. I don't take myself too serious, as you know. I'm a lover of practical jokes and seeker of fun and funny. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's me, Angie, but you knew that. And I have met many people who have been on the other end of your practical jokes. Yeah. <laughs> You are good. And you're a beat bopper. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and just go through a quick round of questions so the audience can get to know you a bit. Okay. So what is your morning ritual or routine? So I can probably get weirdly specific on this, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> wake up at six, uh, walk to the kitchen, have a about an 18 ounce glass of water I chug while I'm making my coffee, uh, start my coffee, then I go wake up my girls for school. This is the weekday edition. Uh, wake up my girls for school, uh, uh, make breakfast, hang out with them, goof off uh, for a little bit. And then um, they get on their way to school with uh, with their mom at about seven. 
I go get a little exercise, quick shower, and head up to my office. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, it's exactly what I do every day. <laughs> That's why we call it routine. <laughs> yes, it is. It is routine. Yes, for sure. Sure. Very good. And I love the fact that you have the 18 ounce glass of water before the coffee. Absolutely. That's like yeah. a Japanese technique that is supposed to be extremely healthy for your body. First thing you do, have water. Yeah. I need it for all the caffeine I drink. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you renew your energy besides caffeine? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think the big uh, ways I do that would probably be, you know, sitting on a beach, uh, family beach vacation. Right. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's, you know, smaller things, just hanging out at the beach here at the pool with the family. Um, yeah, those, those sorts of things getting away from, from work. Uh, I do a pretty good job of now of just putting work away, you know, after after work or on the weekends, but um, doing those things are are you know are what I do to to renew energy. And then yeah. you know there's little things we do. We talked about you know maybe just resetting right so throughout the day, just getting out for a walk, shooting some hoops in the driveway, or just something to you know do for a few minutes. That's yeah. that's not the uh, the schedule. Yeah, movement, right? Movement. Yeah, yes. that's so good. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Oh, where do we begin? I don't want to, I don't want to share too much, but I'll, I'll, I will say I, you know, a, a nice glass slash bottle of red wine with the, uh, with, with my wife. I don't, I don't drink the whole bottle, uh, but, uh, not, not always. Uh, but yeah, having a, uh, you know, a little red wine with, with dinner or, uh, after we get the kids down. Yeah. That's a, uh, a guilty pleasure for sure. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Totally understand that. <laughs> All right. So a little background on Mike. I've known Mike from my perspective. Anyway, I've known Mike for almost 12 years now. I think we've known each other mm-hmm. and we worked really closely together for over eight years. It was just, I would say magical, the partnership, the trust, the relationship it was honestly the most, the most trusting partnership and relationship with you I've ever had with anyone in business in my 27 years in the corporate world. And it was also really amazing to witness your journey of building. You built teams, you built relationships, you built partnerships, you built credibility, you built trust. I mean, you have this amazing, I would say gift for sure, of influencing and influencing in a really like healthy and positive and powerful way. And I call it magical because I was like impressed so many times. I can't even count of these situations where, you know, it was a tough situation that, you know, we may have been in, or you may have been in with, with a customer or with somebody else. And it was like, how in the heck did he come up with that (laughs) approach? And it was always from a grounded and centered place. And so, you know, when, when you think about nowadays where so many people are trying to figure out their path, where they're trying to figure out how to influence, they're trying to figure out how to build credibility and partnerships and in relationships. And it's like, you know, what are some of those key things 
that people could do, you know, to bring to the table. And so as you share your journey with us, we, I would just love for you to tap into some of that and share, you know, how that evolved on your journey and how it has, you know, really made an impact in your career and your life and, and where, what other areas you want to share. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for the kind words. And yeah, we, we, uh, we had a great working relationship. We did a lot of great things together, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, maybe it even comes back to, you, you hit a few of the key elements, but that, that trust piece, um, I, I think that's where kind of a lot of this is grounded, like, and, and being really kind of authentic and genuine. You and I, you know, we're completely different people, different backgrounds, but we worked really well together because, mm -hmm. you know, what you see is what you get. And, yep. you know, you, <laughs> You can be, you know, really, uh, uh, you know, really transparent with each other. And, and I do think that kind of gets back to kind of the influence piece and the partnership. Um, you know, you, you have to be pretty, you know, pretty candid, you know, pretty credible, you know, give that, that uh, critical feedback, even when it's not, uh, you know, not what the person wants to hear. And that kind of gets back to, we call, you know, the, the, the whole scout mentality, right? So people that are, are looking at you know, reality as it is, not um, kind of what you would like it to be, right? Mm -hmm. So when we get into, you know, influence and, and collaboration, it's it's about, you know, you know, what's right, not who's right. I think that's a big piece of it. Um, and, and, you know, also the willingness to, 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 to be wrong, right? And, and encouraging people to, to have that level of discourse. So that approach typically leads to good decision-making both individually as teams. And I think, you know, I've never thought of myself as, you know, uh, uh, you know, an influencer in terms of, you know, I can, you know, influence people to make a decision or, you know, to see things my way. It's, it's kind of the opposite. It's like, how do we get to, to the right kind of endpoint or outcome? And, and what are all the steps that, that go into that, right? And so sometimes, you know, the, 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 the magic might seem like a thing, but it's really not. It's kind of, you know, building that relationship, having that credibility, um, kind of understanding what you're talking about and, and trying to see things from other people's perspective, right? So if you're influence people slash organizations, kind of know what's relevant to them. Um, and and if, if you're just looking at things from your side out versus their point of view, it's, it's, it's really difficult to do that. But, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you look back over your, is it 22 years you've been at Cisco? Yeah, almost. What, what, what would you say was, if you look back over that time now and you think about the different decisions you made for your career, for, you know, where you lived, what were some of the things that you were, you went into going, I hope I'm making the right decision and ended up being like a really great decision. And just give us a view of like your journey yeah. through your career path. That would be really awesome to start. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Cisco 22 plus years. Yeah. So I got to say, I probably was not very deliberate with my career, you know, early on, right. Uh, until much later, I think things kind of, you know, I don't want to say just happened, but, you know, I wasn't focused on career decisions, longer term, uh, you know, up until probably a lot more um, recently, well, I don't know, recently, but um, maybe before I started getting into leadership, I'll, I'll say. And that actually coincided with the time that, uh, 
you know, I was having a family, right? Or, you know, having kids. So I had to get my shit together, right? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'll say, um, you know, around that time, I think a big, you talked about energy, like my, just managing how you manage your energy and, and manage your team's energy. Right. And those are two di- very different things, but, you know, managing your energy and kind of what you focus on was always big. Like there's things that, you know, I cared a lot about and I was very quick to say, okay, if this isn't really important to me, then, you know, uh, that, uh, that's not where I'm going to focus my energy. Right. There's, you know, the great books from, uh, what is essentialism's one, but I, I like the subtle art of not giving a f- mm-hmm. that, that yes, I love that one. It's good, which is, you know, Hey, you, you, you focus on the things that are really important and you don't spend a lot of time or mental energy on, on those things that, that aren't. So, so I think, you know, for me, you know, moving into kind of leadership roles and where you're managing the business, you're managing strategy that that's, you know, very relevant you know, with your teams, when you're focused on, like you said, building teams uh, and, and developing partnerships and those things where, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, wh- where's the energy and focus going to be um, in everything you do? Um, and I think that that kind of, you know, just evolved for me and it was, you know, super helpful in, 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 in my journey and, you know, leading uh, in partnerships, uh, you know, <laughs> being a uh, a dad and a mm-hmm. <laughs> and a husband, you know, you know what what are those things you're gonna you know focus on and and uh, prioritize in life, but you know you, you do that you know, on the daily, right? Mm-hmm. With with, uh, with with how you you know spend your time in the day, uh, but yeah, so I think that's that's um, kind of one learning in terms of you know that 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 journey kind of into leadership and and you know partnership and those things that you talked about. And if you think back to, you know, that, that point when you said, okay, I got to get it together. <laughs> like, what was that shift for you? Like, you know, what was that like to say all of a sudden, Oh, what do I do? Where do I go? What is the, what's the next step for me? And did you have any kind of, you know, your own kind of inner hurdles to get over to make that decision and that jump, you know, to say, okay, this is what I want to do next. I'm committed to it. Yeah. You know, I, for me, I think it was a little bit more uh, kind of linear and fluid in terms of, you know, progression to a certain point. Uh, like I say, now I think, you know, we, I need to be more kind of deliberate, but I think for me, it was a, I think a, a bit of a, you know, linear journey. I didn't have these like really big decisions to make other than like, you know, very early on in, in my career about, you know, going to move to start a job at Cisco. But it has come to leadership. Um, it was, you know, great opportunity. It wasn't, you know, a big decision, but in terms of, you know, the questions around, you know, what are the things you have to think of? You know, I'm super self-aware, right? So I think I've always been uh, conscious of, the areas that I need to develop or the things that I feel like I might do good that I need to, you know, double down on. So, you know, but some of the things in partnerships and leadership and those things, you know, I don't want to say can't come natural, but I think that that element of just kind of being yourself, being authentic, focusing on the right things, Mm -hmm. you know, managing your energy, those sorts of things, those all, you know, tied in and, and helped me, you know, be, you know, somewhat good at what I was doing, right? Yeah. And, yeah. 
And, you know, as, as I think back to, um, I would say some of like, I would say very tough business situations, your calm and your centeredness and your groundness. Is that part of that authenticity? Is that part of that self-awareness? Is that part of that um, growth that you had gone through earlier on in your career that I witnessed, you know, in times when I'm sitting there like sweating and and like going, oh, how the hell are we going to handle this, you know? Yeah, all calm and collected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm a relatively uh, you know pragmatic guy, right? And uh, like I said, I take you know my role serious. Uh, I, I don't take myself too serious. And at the end of the day, you know, you can put things in perspective pretty easily. Like mm-hmm. these big, you know, challenges that we have at work. I mean, they're just big to us in our heads, yeah. and you know, in the moment. So I think that always helped. I mean. Uh, you know, we used to talk, you know, at the time, you know, my wife was working at a hospice, right? And like the, mm-hmm. the, the things that she had to deal with, it was a tough day versus, yes. you know, our tough days were, yes. you know, so, so putting things in perspective, I think is, uh, is an important, but, you know, in those moments you talked about, you know, those, you know, whatever it's tension or, you know, tough conversations and those sorts of things, um, you know, again, that's just, uh, I think perspective and just kind of being level-headed and uh, is, is, is helpful, you know, thinking a minute before you speak. I mean, I don't always do that, but you know, I, I try to, uh, you know, be very measured. Uh, and, and I think the biggest part with, with, you know, some of the scenarios you're referring to is just zero emotion in it. Right. Like there's, there's no emotion in a lot of these, uh, there shouldn't be a lot of emotion in these kind of conversations. Um, uh, because that, uh, you know, that, that blurs the message, uh, blurs how it's being understood. So, um, you know, maybe sometimes I'm speaking like a robot with no emotion. <laughs> it's, it's actually helpful. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. Yeah. And, um, I think too, um, when, when that situation happens where you don't add the emotion in it, you also don't add any drama. You don't build it up to bigger than it is. It just sits in this little reality chamber and that's that, you know, and, yeah. and that is a really great way to approach situations and especially to keep them from expanding and growing into something bigger than they really are. Yeah. yeah. And then if, if you were to think about over this journey of, let's just focus on career for now, over this journey, like what was, some, what were some of your favorite moments where you just were really excited to be in the tech industry, to be in the the team that you were on, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that means to you. Yeah. What were some of your most exciting moments in your journey? Yeah. So, you know, we were able to work with a lot of great people, right? And I think, um, you know, and I'll refer back to the time that, that, that we worked together. We both had really, you know, amazing teams and, and people mm-hmm. worked really well together. Um, you know, that, that's one thing that I'll kind of take as a learning, like surrounding yourself with, with people you enjoy working with, mm-hmm. uh, is easier said than done. Right. It's so valuable and it makes such a difference in, you know, the, the, the quality of work, uh, and how you feel about it. Right. So yeah. I think, um, I, I think, you know, not just, um, you know, working around, you know, some really talented people, but if you kind of step back and, you know, a lot of our roles as leaders were developing, coaching, mentoring, 
and just to see some of the um, the, the career progression of so many people that, that we worked with. Um, I mean, that, that was, you know, that's, that's not a moment in time type thing, but that's, you know, super gratifying to see uh, all these people that, that, uh, that were on our teams, right. That, that have yeah. gone on had really successful careers. Yeah. Yeah. I view that as part of that influencer skill because not everybody wants to go into leadership and, and not everybody believes in themselves as much as we may believe in them, you know, so it's, it's helping them to, kind of get past those own their own inner glass ceiling, their own inner barriers, influencing them in a way that gives them the confidence to allow themselves to be challenged, allow themselves to stretch and grow and take on new areas of responsibility that they may have not even considered before. And you did that very well with your team members. They're all over the place in great roles, yeah, that I've watched you develop over the years. And doing amazing. But that influencer skill has something to do with that as well. To have that many people into other leadership roles is pretty amazing. Yeah. Both from a hiring and from a, a, a development perspective, I would say. Yeah. It wasn't really the influence skills, Angie. It just had good people, you know. Yeah. Like that, right? <laughs> the hiring, too. <laughs> you hired good people. <laughs> you get out of the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> So if you were to look ahead and, you know, the, the times have been very different already over the past couple of years, thinking about, you know, this state that we're in where things are a little bit unpredictable still, you know, there's still this kind of weird timeline. It's not mm-hmm. linear. It's not just one speed. It's all over the freaking place. Yeah. <laughs> very unpredictable, uncertain when you think about leadership in general and you think about the types of skills that you bring to the table and the types of skills that you think are needed in the future from a, a leadership evolution perspective, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think there's a few things. Um, you know, being a, a someone that's, you know, curious and inquisitive and in that kind of, you know, learner mentality, I think, um, is, is, is critical. Someone that is, you know, just super vested in, you know, your team's, not just, you know, personal development, the performance as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think those things, you know, that can be said today. Right. Um, but I think where they come into play, you know, going forward is, you know, the, the level of agility, I think, that we need in business uh, as leaders um, has never been so critical, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about, you know, we, we don't know what next year is going to look like. Uh, so, so you know, ma- managing a strategy, managing people, um, you know, how do we, you know, respond to what's next? Um, I think that that is a big one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that agility comes from, you know, it's mindset, it's, it's skill set. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one thing that I think is, um, probably the most important as we, you know, hopefully exit these, uh, tumultuous years, but, uh, but there'll be something else, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, um, as far as, you know, thinking about, um, teams of the future, yeah. um, in this way, what changes, what, what would you hire differently for, in, you know, these times that we, we don't know when the end is going to be, or if there is an end, you know, this might be the yeah. new way, yeah. but how, what would you hire differently for? How would you hire 
in this new place of uncertainty, unpredictability, nonlinear yeah. speed like a roller coaster <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, I I, th I do think on that front, some things are a little bit timeless, right? You know, having, you know, hiring diverse skill sets, you know, high performers individually, but with diverse skill sets that really can work well as a team. I mean, there's a lot of A players that aren't team players. Um, so, so I think when you get that, that uh, individual performance, you know, unique skill sets as a team that can work well together um, and, and, you know, through good times and bad, right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on, you know, I like team harmony, but I think, uh, having good team discourse is, is vital to that. Right. So, mm -hmm. so how do you have people that, that have the skill set that have trust in each other? And it's a, you know, it's a good space to, to, um, to, to have that, build that chemistry. But, but I think, you know, from a hiring perspective, I think it's, you know, no, nothing really changes. Maybe the one point I'll add, and I touched on it is, you know, likability is so important, right? I mean, you spend so much time with you, with your teams and people you work with. And, you know, if you're in a, a partnering role, you know, you know, people that are, you know, good, likable people, uh, that they're good at what they do and, and, uh, and you like to have fun, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's important as well. But, um, but how people work together, uh, you know, that's, that's probably the most important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's switch to some personal stuff. So talk to us about your bachelor party, <laughs> maybe not every detail, but just share, right. share kind of the overall. <laughs> Are you going to cut this? No. Serious. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> my bachelor party, I did the running of the bulls in Spain. So yeah, that's so cool. Seventh and final run. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I would, you know, can't do it anymore cause you know, I have kids and apparently I'm, you know, not, uh, expendable like I was before kids apparently. But, yeah. <laughs> Seven different times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that you had that's, done other runs. That was, that was, uh, that, that was lots of fun and, uh, yeah. And I, I wish there was some kind of, you know, leadership analogy, but, uh, but no, it's, it's just, it was just fun. Well, let's see. Um, I don't know what kind of risk taking it is. Yeah, it's it risk taking, yeah. It's a business yeah. thing, maybe. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, you survived, so I guess that's exactly. a good thing. So, yeah. right, so it's survival skills, you had agility, flexibility, adaptability. Hello, I think oh, you can totally go. make this leap. Right, I think I have my TED Talk, right? <laughs> yes, yes, you do. That is a great idea. I love it. I love it. And so if you could share, um, you know, just some of the hobbies, like obviously that was a hobby if you did it seven times running with the bulls. So what other kinds of hobbies do you like to do? And what have you found over the years has kind of shifted that balance between, cause I know how much you used to work at when we worked together yeah, yeah. and trying to find that balance of family, self, hobby, health, all of those pieces, like what are some of the things you found over the years worked well for you? Yeah. Yeah. I probably take care of myself a lot more now. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and back to the kind of managing your energy, you know, that's, you know, aside from the nightly wine, I generally take care of myself and, but that, 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 um, 
you know, you, you need that for, you know, having young kids. But um, really at this age, you know, of our, our family, I mean, we spend a lot of time together. I mean, we, you know, weekends, we, we do things. Unfortunately, we, you know, we like the same things. I talked about, you know, going to the beach, riding bikes, you know, you know girls are getting into golf. So, I mean, we, we do things as a family, you know, Kim and I still go out to our, uh, you know, our, our date nights and that's a, you know, that's a hobby. Quote unquote. Yes. Um, but, uh, but, but anything, anything, you know, outside on the water, um, uh, is, is kind of, you know, the, the weekend, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And it's so great that you guys are all able to do stuff together that you like, which is really awesome. Very good. Yeah. Well, they're still that age. They want to hang uh-huh. out with their dad, right? Yeah. Exactly. Because it goes by so fast. And it's <laughs> like, you know, being able to just say, hey, we're going on vacation and they're still excited about it. That's like awesome. <laughs> Take advantage yeah. of that. <laughs> Although they're so cute and they're so sweet that they'll probably always want to be around mom and dad. <laughs> so if you think about kind of the future for Mike, because I know you and I have talked before about, mm-hmm. um, I think you were wanting to be an adjunct professor. You have your MBA. You know, what are you thinking like after Cisco or what are you thinking after retirement? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, have you teach me how to, you know, write a book and do podcasting. And, uh, you know, <laughs> post-retirement, we, we did talk about, uh, you know, Teaching adjunct professor um, is, is something that I think that's a good uh, you know, second career, so to speak, uh, and that, that's something that I'm, I'm you know interested in and have pursued. And uh, you know, I think once uh, you know once my Cisco career is over and the kids are in school and that sort of thing, uh, might might pursue that. I mean, that's again, that's um, you know, it, 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 it's a ties in a few different passions of you know, mm-hmm. teaching and coaching. And uh, so that's, that's one. And, and really just, um, you know, traveling a lot more. Right. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that uh, we try to do now as a family. Um, and, uh, and one thing that I think would be, you know, certainly on the docket post Cisco, whenever that might be, or post work, awesome. say just Cisco. <laughs> Um, if you could live in any country in the world, what, where, where would it be besides the U.S., I should say? You know, I really like Spain. I uh-huh. do. I'm partially, and I have family from there. And I think, uh, you know, what my parents do is they split the year. The, the beach is here half the year, and Spain half the year. I think that would be, uh, that'd be a nice, a nice setup eventually. Yeah. Ah, good. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see you guys doing that. It's yeah. fantastic. As far as podcasts, so let's talk about that. What would you like to talk about in your podcast? Have you thought about that? Uh, I think I would probably um, will not be would not be as serious. You know, it had to be something funny, jokes. Uh-huh. You know, maybe you know a, a summary of all the, the the different practical jokes we've done on people. Uh-huh. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's enough for a whole year's worth yeah. of podcast. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's um, something. Uh, yeah. Something fun, like to laugh, yes. like to watch comedy and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah, fun laughter. So I would imagine your book would follow suit. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I love it. I will sponsor you. I will teach you how to self-publish, or maybe we could get you a publisher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and maybe. I'll teach you how to set up your podcast. You could do it pretty easily. So, yeah, I love it. I think you'd be great at it. Is there anything that you can think of that 
is relevant to this audience. We have 20 episodes out now. Mm -hmm. You've heard some of them, heard the messages, you know, just the, the platform here is, is to bring professionals on and allow them to share their journey and the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, however they want to share it. Is there anything else? Like I may not be asking the right question to get to uh, that you would want to share. Yeah. You know, the the other one thing that I believe in uh, and I think is important and and it's, it's nothing, you know, it's not rocket science, but I, I think mentorship, you know, having mentors being a mentor um, I just think there's a lot of, a lot of value in that. And there's a lot of people that, um, and I do it occasionally too, where laps where I'm, you know, I'm not working with somebody. And, um, but I think, you know, that hesitancy, I saw in a conversation about this last week, the, the hesitancy to ask somebody to be, you know, your mentor, so to speak. And, um, you know, people are so willing to do that. Um, but, I, but I think really focusing and being deliberate about, um, you know, not just your, development in general, but, um, but, you know, mentorship and, and mentoring and sponsoring others. I think that's a, you know, that, that's a big one to reiterate. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting because mentoring itself has been kind of like flung around, I'll call it <laughs> a lot over the years. And I think it, you know, the reason it's not talked about, I, I think, and probably, the most effective way is because it's been flung around instead of it being like, it's a commitment, you know, when, when as a mentor, you say, yes, it's a commitment of your time and your space, creating that safe space for that relationship to, to happen. And also on the other end, as the mentee, you know, it's your, you have to take some initiative there, you know, to ask, but then also to schedule and, and to show up. And by the way, mentor-mentee relationships, there's sharing and, and learnings that go both ways. So they're really amazing. But I think one thing that I noticed over the years that, you know, people would always go for like, who is the most popular person? And then they would want them to be their mentor. And in reality, what I found as um, mentors is, what do I want to learn at this time? And then who is the best person to help me with that? And that included people outside of the industry while I was in the industry, because, you know, one, I had a mentor because I wanted to be on a board and I didn't know how to be on a board unless I had somebody guide me to that. And it was a nonprofit. Um, And then the other was owning my own business, you know, so it wasn't going to be somebody inside of a corporate environment necessarily that would be my mentor for that. So I found that, really, really putting a lot of thought into what, what is it that you want to accomplish? And by the way, that changes every few years or so. And then who is the best person to be able to offer that guidance and, and advice and be there as that mentor? It's interesting because I think that's kind of the missing piece that create this, you know, mentor mentee relationship that either doesn't stick or just fizzles out or it's really not as effective. And it's just because it's the wrong reasons that they're setting up that relationship yeah. for. And there's also, you know, there's a lot of different types of engagement, right? There's yeah. coaching and mentoring and there's long engagements. There's these uh, kind of micro mentoring where, you know, it's, it's a, it's an engagement with somebody who, you know, thinks has something you think has something to offer. And, you know, you can learn a lot in one sit down with somebody who has a Absolutely. wealth experience, right? It doesn't have to be this long-term commitment. So, Um, you know, taking advantage of those, those opportunities, um, you know, in in addition, right. It's not a a one size fits all thing, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's beneficial 
from both perspectives, you know, being, being a mentor and a, and a sponsor and a coach as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I always um, found those kind of one-off situational mentorship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just as needed, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned sponsorship as well. I found that where I had some of the best experiences inside of jobs that I had was because I had a great sponsor. Usually it was Bob Dukowski, (laughs) Chuck Bartlett. Like they were just fantastic sponsors behind the scenes. And I never really knew exactly how they were influencing things. But I almost feel like in this um, remote and hybrid world that leaders really have to take on that role a little bit more seriously because that's one way that they can keep top performers engaged. That's one way they can keep them in the limelight and keep them moving in the direction that they need, but in a way that's supportive behind the scenes, because especially when there isn't physical visibility of what people are doing and how they're doing it, it kind of gets lost. A lot of those, you know, especially top talent, they're not going to stick around if there isn't an additional effort that's put into place in really recognizing and appreciating them. And I think the sponsorship role is one that leaders can absolutely take on. And you don't have to be the person's manager. <laughs> like It's, yeah. it's yeah. all about the others that are around that have exposure to that person too, that can really be that sponsor and that voice behind the scenes. Yeah. Very impactful. Yeah. So if you were to say, just give us kind of one last big billboard, Mike Perez tip or advice for career, what would that be? For career, you know, maybe, maybe more life, you know, it's just have a positive mind, positive things happen, right? You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a, uh, a, a bit of a optimist. I know things don't always, you know, fall into place, but, you know, having that, uh, you know, that, that mentality is, uh, is, is beneficial. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Totally agree. It's way more beneficial than the other end where then you're always constantly trying to climb out of that half empty glass. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. As far as any recommendations that you can give the listeners, so books, you already mentioned one, which I will add that. I will make sure I mark this as an explicit episode (laughs) just because of the title of the book. Any other books or courses, organizations, nonprofits? I know you're very involved in the community. Any companies, products, anything that you would like to recommend? I was I was just looking over the books I have over here. One of them is Love Your Gifts. If you haven't read that, you know, pick it up. <laughs> I'm glad you have my book. Uh, Thank you. A, yeah, yeah. Adam Grant's Think Again. That's a good one. I got uh, a whole, whole list of them here. But that's that's what I have. You know, th- those two. Uh, Great authors are sitting side by side over here. Thank you. I'm um, so honored. Yeah, <laughs> I love Adam Grant. So <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a good. Yeah, he's good. Um, and then uh, you know, yeah, charities. You know, right now and of late, I've I've just been a big fan of uh, World Central Kitchen. Oh, okay. uh, Jose Andreas oh, doing so so many good things. Anytime there's something bad happen, his him and his uh, uh, charity are there. Uh, you know. Helping out, giving more meals, and uh, but yeah, World Central Kitchen is a, is a is a great one. I'll add the link in the show notes for sure. And anything else? No, thank, thank you. you. Great talking to you. Miss yeah, you. And, I know. Uh, I miss you too. Yeah, proud of all the great work you're doing, and uh, yeah, keep it up. Thank you, and thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to share your story and your tidbits and advice and and all of those great things. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it, Mike.
Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Sorry for all the edits you're going to have to do or beeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite all right. 